Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hara. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders, or if this is the first time you've ever tuned in, welcome. I hope you enjoy many more episodes and head over and click subscribe. This weekend, I had the opportunity to spend a night up in Park City with some of the girlfriends that I have met at a retreat earlier this year. So I went to a retreat in January and I had reached out to the host to see maybe if it was a good fit for me to go there as a speaker and it was being hosted in one of my favorite places. So I thought, hey, why not? Why not reach out and ask, right? But the content and purpose for that weekend was not what I specifically had to offer so it made sense that I wasn't going to be a speaker there but the host offered me an opportunity to come up and hang out with everyone and stay for the weekend and had and I ended up having so much fun getting to know so many amazing women who have so much to offer Everyone, for the most part, was entrepreneurs. If not, they were there to do some self-development, which I think is also equally important. And some of the girls from that, as well as a couple girls I didn't know as well, were part of this most recent weekend. There were about six of us, and oh my gosh, we had so much fun. We really didn't have much of an agenda, but it was it was amazing, like bringing women together who have bigger goals for themselves is really exciting. So I always challenge you to surround yourself by other people who are uplifting and motivating and have goals and for you to do the same. If you don't have goals or dreams or aren't sure what you think of for your future, I would recommend having some thought work around that. Why don't you have bigger dreams? Why aren't you reaching for bigger goals? what's holding you back and figure out what other women who surround you are maybe people who you want more involved in your network and maybe start off with doing a dinner and seeing how that goes and then if things go well eventually doing like an overnight thing where you just have a chance to get to know each other on such a deeper level and help support each other to your goals and have them support you in the dreams that you have for yourself. In November, I'm going to be doing a live webinar with Apex Systems, and I am going to be talking about maintaining a positive mindset through your job search. So if you or anyone you know is going through the process of looking for a new job, no matter what stage you're in, maybe you currently have a job, but you're looking for something else, this would be a great webinar to join and you can do so for free. Go check out my website, nicoleharrop.com 
and there is a link to register right on my main page. It's 9 a.m. Mountain Time, Tuesday, November 10th. And when you click to register, you will get email reminders so that you don't forget and then a link to join live. If you tune in, let me know and I would love to hear how you like it. So this week I am doing a presentation for a company on how to create better working relationships through improved communication. And I found this study It was posted December of 2017, so it's a few years old, but I thought it was helpful and a little lighthearted in some of the content and the statistics that it pulled, but I'll link the specific article in here because, of course, it's not mine. I'm providing the credit to Ruth Umo, who is the writer of the article, but the article talks about five people that make up a work family. It's a study that was done by HP and it says that the average full-time American employee works over 40 hours a week. Honestly, during the pandemic, can we not agree it's probably more than that? They say that 56% report that they spend more time with their work family than they do with their real family. I definitely can agree to that when I was working full-time in the corporate world. They surveyed a thousand full-time office workers ages 18 to 65. They found that having a familial relationship with coworkers boosts productivity and feelings of well-being in the workplace. So here are the five different work types and I'd love to see which ones you resonate with most. The first one is the armchair psychologist. 82% said they vent to their work family about work or their personal life. The lunch goers make up 83%. They eat with their work family. So a lot of companies provide free lunch included in some of the perks. So that is an easy place to go hang out with your work family. Some people will drive and go out to lunch, of course. The Human Diaries, 74% discuss their hopes and dreams for the future with their work family. Of course, we have to have the Gossipers. 73% say they share office gossip with their work family. And we have the Coffee Buddies. 69% get coffee with their work families. More than half of the respondents confessed that they would stay in their current job if a better career opportunity arose. I believe it. This also talks about having work spouses. So if you have ever had a work spouse, then I would definitely check this out as well. I think it's it's a little comical on the statistics there as well because it's important to find that connection and sometimes that is in someone of the opposite sex who you connect with and have that kind of support within the workplace. But for this, I'm going to focus on work family specific. A couple additional statistics for you. Within the work family, 84% said that they are happier at work because of their work family. 82% say they feel more connected And 79% say they feel more successful at work. Again, because of their work family. 
So I wanted to go more into the different types and how you can improve your working relationships by improving or making some minor adjustments within these different areas. So 82% say they vent to their work family about their work or their personal life. So if you find that you're the psychologist, I would highly recommend protecting yourself by creating some boundaries because if you are the person who everyone goes to for their drama, right? They are venting to you then you need to create that safe space for you as well because it can be very draining when you are that go-to person for everyone else's problems. Then it doesn't leave you with a lot of space to vent back in return on occasion when you need it. And it can also be very draining when there's so much negative that is the focus. It's harder to maintain a positive mindset as well as being able to see the good in different things when you feel like maybe responsible for trying to help people improve their lives both inside and outside of work. Something that was helpful for me when I was working more full-time in the corporate world and had people coming to me for their issues, don't get me wrong, I think a good vent session is absolutely necessary sometimes and it's helpful to work through those thoughts and feelings because bottling up emotions is definitely not healthy. So finding a better way to share what's going on or maybe just carving out specific time frames when that is allowed throughout your day can be helpful. So if you're the person who people are coming to for their issues, I would always ask, First and foremost, am I listening just to hear you out or am I listening to help you come up with solutions? Because if someone wants to vent to me, but they want solutions and to discuss different options, I'm much more willing to hear them out and provide guidance at the end, of course. But if someone's coming to me just to vent and they don't want solutions or they just want to kind of wallow in their sadness or anger or whatever emotion that is, Then I set a timer for five minutes and I say, you have the next five minutes. You can share whatever you want with me and I will listen. But at the end of that five minutes, I'll ask that you provide me that respect to get back to some of the other things that I have going on. Because if you're not looking for solutions, I need to protect my own time. And again, as you build relationships and that kind of quote unquote work family, people will understand that you're coming from a good place, that you're setting that boundary and you're not setting the boundary to be rude. Okay. So the lunch goers are 83%, 83% eat lunch with their work family. I think that's awesome. That's a great stat. I think what would also be awesome is working to include others. Are you constantly sitting with the same people over and over every day? I get it. It's what's comfortable and easy, but I would encourage you to look out and see, are there other people who may be sitting alone or maybe people who you don't know as well, or maybe people in different departments who you don't really have the opportunity to work with, but maybe you'd be interested in working with them at some point. I would highly recommend at least one or two days a week to look for opportunities to eat lunch with people who you don't typically eat lunch with. 
I get it. We're in a pandemic right now, so there's not a whole lot of eating lunch with your coworkers, but food for thought for when you have the opportunity and you get back into the workplace and get back into that groove of eating lunch with your coworkers. 74% are the human diaries. So I think this is amazing discussing your hopes and your dreams for the future with your work family. I really hope that you resonate with this one and that you feel comfortable talking to at least one or two coworkers with what your dreams are for the future. Because again, when you have that, like I mentioned at the intro of the podcast, having people who are there to support you in your dreams and push you along the way. Maybe you're looking to pay off some debt. Maybe you're looking to start a family. Maybe you are wanting to change your career and you're going to school for that or whatever it may be. If you have those relationships with coworkers and feel comfortable to share this, I think that's amazing. And I recommend you figuring out how you can support others within their dreams. And maybe that's just giving some different ideas saying, Hey, what are your hopes and dreams for the future? Like what are your plans and starting somewhere and having that conversation, I think is really productive. It's similar to when you have a workout buddy or an accountability buddy with anything that you have going on. It's nice to know that someone cares about what you're working towards and that helps you remain motivated. All right, let's talk about the gossipers, which make up 73% who share office gossip with their work family. I totally get it. Everyone shares gossip here and there. It happens. I would love to see this number be slightly lower and the human diaries be even higher as well as even the coffee buddies or lunch goers, but I get it. Office gossip can be exciting and it's kind of like that quick hit of dopamine or just that a rush of adrenaline that's going to get you really excited and who doesn't want a little bit of that in their lives every day, right? So I get where it's coming from, but I would recommend being self-aware on when and where you have those conversations and really what's included in them and where does it really get you. So I'm sure that you can relate recently or within the last week or month where there's been office gossip and you know you don't really know if there's full truths or where that all comes from. And of course, you probably wouldn't want to be on the other end of that where people were gossiping about you. So I recommend to try to take a stand as often as you can to say, hey, you know, I really don't care to talk about that. Can we change the subject to something else? Or saying, hey, you know, thanks for sharing. That's not something I really care to hear or to spread additional information because it can definitely bite you in the butt. I know for me, I've definitely lived and learned with office gossip and gotten in trouble myself. So word from the wise to be very aware of where you're talking and that really anyone could be listening at any time. This is something similar to the armchair psychologists to be aware of are you the person that people are constantly going to to get the latest gossip 
Or are you someone who people are coming to because you feed into the gossip? Maybe do some self-reflection there and see how that resonates with you because I don't think it's a bad thing that you've gossiped in the past. It happens. It's gonna happen. No one's perfect. And again, you get that kind of rush of adrenaline. So it's it can be hard not to feed into. I get it. But it's something that I want you to be a little bit more mindful on and just aware. If you are someone who is constantly spreading gossip, maybe let's think of other ways that you can more productively spend your time. And if people are coming to you and you've typically really fed into that or spread the drama or whatever that may be, maybe change how you approach things. If you really want to level up and be more available for promotions, I can tell you a quick story about someone I worked with. We had an open call floor, so no cubicles, no offices for the managers and team leaders. And we would talk openly to a point and things that we would discuss sometimes could have probably been behind closed doors, like I won't lie, but some things we talked about pretty quietly, either me and my manager at the time or between other team leaders and managers. And there was one person in the group who was always trying to listen in and overhear whatever she could hear. Um, sometimes if you ever work with like a Thunderbolt laptop display, when they are black and don't have anything on the screen. And so it's just really like a reflection. It's basically like a TV, right? A, a large computer at your desk. We would often see her looking over at us when we would be talking more quietly. So it was very obvious. The intention was to see what she could overhear and spread to others, maybe in the morning shift, because we worked the night shift, but so many things were taken out of context when we were simply discussing certain things and the way that person interpreted what we were saying was totally different than our intention. So it caused a lot of issues within the workplace because of someone simply overhearing us and it wasn't anything negative or anything that was intentional to create gossip within the office, but it became that because someone overheard it and decided to interpret it as something else. So it can be anyone whether they're team members or leaders. So again, be aware and you get to choose where you're at on that list. If people come to you less and less for gossip because you're not interested and you choose not to, you know, dive into that, great. I don't think you're really missing out on much there, right? There are much better relationships that you can have, such as the Human Diaries people. All right, and last but not least are the coffee buddies. So 69% of people get coffee with their work families. I think this is awesome. You can have such great conversation over coffee, whether that's driving in, maybe you're grabbing it for someone on the way into work, maybe you're going out for coffee on a break or something, and I think that's great. I would highly recommend you to support local coffee businesses instead of the large chains. So again, supporting someone local, finding new cool places to check out. There are so many great places 
that serve really great coffee and I highly recommend you finding somewhere close to you that serves coffee as a small business. And then again, having that self-reflection and self-awareness for your interactions. When you're going to get coffee, how much of the conversation are you taking up? How much are you listening? How much are you gossiping? How much are you discussing your hopes and dreams for the future? How much are you venting about your work or personal life? The Coffee Buddies kind of takes into account many of those different scenarios because you could definitely be gossiping, you could be talking about dreams and aspirations, or you could be sharing how awful something is going on at work or at home. So I highly recommend to think of coffee in a way that is high vibes and something that just like you're feeding your body caffeine and energy what is going to provide you energy on top of that in a mental sense? And I know that you can go back into the workplace with even more energy and more excitement for your day, especially if you work a really monotonous job. Maybe like me, I've worked at call centers all my life. So answering the phones is not the most glamorous thing. And having coffee breaks with people who want to talk about really great conversation with people who want to talk about great things and dreams and just really off the wall topics gets my mind really going and then it makes the rest of my day not so bad. All right. That is the five different work types. I'd love to hear what type you are. Feel free to screenshot this episode and put your thoughts on Instagram or you can send me an email if you want. I'd love to hear from some of the listeners on what type of work type you are. And if you feel like I left anything out, I mean, obviously this wasn't my study, but if you feel like anything was left out, I'd love to hear about that as well any feedback, any suggestions, I'm always open to it. So I hope you enjoyed this and until next week, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.